Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So President Biden is supposed to speak in the next hour about the Build Back Better agenda and the deal on infrastructure. It's not an infrastructure deal. We have to stop this conversation once and for all. It was an infrastructure deal, and then Democrats blew up the infrastructure deal. This is the part that no one will report they did this. They did this to themselves. And now, with this renaming of calling it the social spending bill, they want you to think it's something new and something different. It's not. It is still the same exact concept. Here are Here is the ideological wish list. Here are our priorities that have nothing to do with how we create a better society, but how we move our ideological priorities forward. The ideological priorities are Green New Deal, this, that, and the other. Expansion of Medicare and Medicaid. Expansion of of, of, uh, deciding that housing is a right. Ideologically, these are people who don't believe in the American ethos or the American way. Now, you could say to me, Tony, don't they just believe in something different than you? Well, yes, they do believe in something different than me. And none of it is the American ethos or the American way. They don't believe in America. That's sometimes seen as a very kind of caustic comment, a hyperbolic comment. So what if I said it this way? They certainly don't see the America you and I see. Now, their response to that is, yeah, you see a racist America. An America where people get to choose their own course, live their own lives, and government is small. Well, of course they don't believe that. You don't get to choose your own course. There are things you have to do, according to them, in order to be a good person. Good person. You don't get to live your own life. To live your own life would mean that you don't care about some of the things that they think are valuable and important, and you will be taught to care. And in order to do this, they must take what is yours to pay for what they know is best for you. Now, that's not me saying it. That's them saying it again and again and again. It is them. They are the ones telling you that what it is that you think of, that's not what it is that matters. You want proof of this? Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States. Racial injustice today is inextricably linked to economic injustice, to the impact of the climate crisis, to the impact of COVID-19, and to the threats to our democracy. And I believe then, knowing and seeing that, the path forward is clear. We must put people to work in good union jobs and invest in the care, the child care, the home care that people need to be able to go to work. In their union job. 
Not you. Not you, you punk-ass capitalist. Not you. The good union job. What, did you did you think I was making it up about how they see America versus how you see America? That you see yourself as an American. And they don't. They see some post-America. Where the only job that matters is the union job. Not you go out there and being, a, being an entrepreneur. Not you out there building something on your own. The only job that matters is a union job. That's what California told you by instituting AB5, Assembly Bill 5. And business owners are, are, are being told that the economy is just great? You've got the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, letting you know that the economy is doing so well because of Joe Biden? The issue, but with that issue, um, making investments uh, so people can go back to work, getting everyone vaccinated so they can go back to work. I mean, fundamentally, what we have here is a demand issue. You know, the economy's doing better. Since the president's been in office, we've created 5 million jobs. People have money in their pocket. They're spending that money. Demand is through the roof. And supply has to catch up. So tell me, business owners, tell me uh, about uh, how uh, Vice President Harris's desires for economic, uh, you know, fixing economic injustice impacts you. Is the Secretary of Commerce right that people have more money in their pocket? And are you seeing it in your businesses? Is this economy really seeing it? Wall Street might be as Midwest Main Street. And do either one of these conversations lead you to believe that this leadership has America front and center, the America that actually allows people to look forward to a future and a better tomorrow? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. I want to hear from you. 833-468-8669. First and foremost, this social spending bill is at least more honest in what its objective is, which is the rigid ideology of the left and does not benefit the American people. It simply takes from the American people. It takes from them. It is an increase in taxation everywhere. I shared with you what Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, said. You want to tax unrealized capital gains? That's, um, that's pretty maddening that you want to do such a thing. Because it's going to destroy wealth. But if you destroy wealth, well, then you're able to say, well, you see, now you need government to help you here. Let us help you. And if you believe that government is the center of all good, what comes out of that is control. Remember, control is never the top. That's never the top line thing. The top line thing is ideological. Like so they, they, they have the, they believe they have this secret knowledge of how we could all lead these better lives. But of course, the lives can't be better. They wouldn't know how to create a better life if it bit them on the butt. But they they've talked about it. And if those just those those capitalists would get out of the way, and the best is when Joe Biden likes to tell us that he's a capitalist. He really believes in this idea. That he's a capitalist. But of course he's not. And nobody believes that he is. And certainly his policies don't push that way. They push in a very centralized control kind of way. 
and this new spending legislation that they want to put forth, give or take $2 trillion, right? Is it going to be 1.9? Is it going to be 2.1? That's where they're at. They're making the claim that they're close. They're making the claim that uh, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, the Democrat, is, is, is on board. And they're getting close to a framework. But let's talk about some things Joe Manchin has said just in the last week or so. Is there anything that was ever said that we've ever talked about? If I'm an embarrassment to my uh, my Democrat colleagues, my caucus, uh, the president being the Democrat, the leader of the Democrat Party, Chuck Schumer and all them, and I said, me being a, a moderate centrist Democrat, if that causes you a problem, let me know, and I'd switch to be an independent, but I'd still be caucusing with Democrats. If he's caucusing with Democrats, it doesn't change anything in the Senate. But he's clearly saying, I'm going to do what I do, and you guys are going to have to come meet me. Now the question is, have Democrats come to meet him? Progressives are going to hate that because they don't believe they should meet anybody. And one of the things that progressives don't believe is that they have to meet you. So we have been discussing the idea of inflation and what is going on with inflation. What is happening with not only the question of rising prices, but the lack of buying power? If you don't believe that inflation is 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 one of the top stories in America, uh, this is MSNBC Stephanie Rule. As the president tries to sell his agenda to the American people, a new poll from CNBC reveals what you probably already know. It's inflation. Inflation is now the biggest concern for Americans, now tied with coronavirus, and rising costs are hitting your and my wallet everywhere. Gas prices have hit their highest level in seven years, according to AAA, with the national average now $3.37. And at the store, you are still seeing a lot of empty shelves with major ports still facing backups. Officials are attempting to ease the bottleneck by sending ships to smaller ports to help ease the pain. When MSNBC is telling you the gas prices are the highest they've been in seven years, you're not crazy. This is where it's at. When Jack Dorsey is talking about hyperinflation, maybe now is the time to start paying attention. Jack Dorsey, uh, he is the CEO of, of Twitter, and he's terrible as the CEO of Twitter. I'll get into that story coming up. He's a miserable dude. He's also the CEO of Square. He's made a lot of money as Jack Dorsey. I just think there are better credit card processing outfits, if only because my parents are in the credit card processing business. I mean, honestly, I go with Diane over Jack. It's a little ditty about Jack and Diane. Look at me. I didn't even know I was going to put that together. But Jack Dorsey tweeting out uh, hyperinflation is the problem. It's going to change everything. And he's right. This accelerated, this growing uh, inflation. How does it affect all of us is where business owners are at, which is why I want to hear from business owners. It is changing how we forward think. And this massive spending with no creation leaves us in a worse spot. Yet the Democratic Party 
wants to continue trillion dollar spending after already spending trillions of dollars where they still have billions of dollars left over to spend and they haven't done it yet. Remember, from all the relief packages we did during the height of COVID, there's still dollars there. There's still dollars and they haven't been spent. Now they want to add another $1.5 trillion or maybe it's $1.9 trillion or maybe it's $2 trillion or $2.1. And that's down from the 3.5 that they still desperately want. So now you're going to throw all this money out there. What becomes the value of the dollar? What is the buying power of the dollar? And what can the business owner purchase when nothing is coming out of the ports? Nothing is getting trucked. The problem is multifaceted. The problem is compounded. But notice how quickly it came upon us. Well, Tony, that's COVID. Hmm. Is it all COVID? Because if we take a more honest look, COVID certainly created issues. And there is no doubt that we're seeing what I think some people are referring to as the great resignation. You know, people just, they stopped working. No, I'm not going back to work. I'm done. Nah, forget it. Everybody is now taking on the millennial position. I'm not working for that little. <laughs> Nobody's working their way up anymore. That, that is over. Some people are really worried about COVID and they're not going back to the jobs, which should mean that I should be able to get a job anywhere at any time. We should send producer Ari out with like 10 different resumes and see how quickly he can get a job. Oh, I'm really good at job interviews. It'll be quick. Are you? I'm elite in job interviews. Trust me. Is it just because you say, I'll do anything you can punch me in the face, just give me the money? Nah, I'm not going to reveal all my secrets. Okay. So if people aren't working... That is, is of course, one of the many, many issues, the disincentivizing from government. So it isn't just COVID. It is the government response to COVID that has exacerbated the issue. Funny, didn't we see the same thing with the Depression? Government influence creates issue, creates problem, creates the disease just does again and again and again i have got two of the biggest leftists out there msnbc and jack dorsey warning of hyperinflation exactly how much do interest rates have to go up before people say oh my gosh it's over before business owners say well any chance we had to grow is over and business owners will tell you if you're not growing what are you doing you're not growing you're dying if you're not trying to at least grow, you're dying. So now they got to hold on and hunker down, which is a, a, an expression that disgusts me to no end. Hunker down. Like, like, that, like that is in any way an American ethos or an American way. So the political left pays no attention to the warning signs and the realities that you and I live in every single day. They only move ideologically, and they will destroy anybody in their way. And if they have to take only $1.5 trillion, they'll do it on a Tuesday. And then on a Wednesday, the next Wednesday, they'll say, here's our bill for another $4 trillion in spending. After all, we need this. Why? You don't like clean air and clean water? And it all starts all over again. They don't see America the way we do. They don't see that their interference is indeed the problem. 
they see that you not willing to allow them to do anything they want is the problem. And when their ideas fail, they will tell you it'll only take a few more trillion dollars to get it right if you would just stay out of the way. Meanwhile, you've already lost your business because you can't get the product and you can't keep up in this inflationary cycle. They don't see it the way we do. The problem is we see perfectly because history has taught us what happens if they get their way. The problems are bigger than we think. And people are starting to notice. I'm Tony Katz. According to a report from the Washington Free Beacon, an off-the-record call with congressional staff, 400 Americans are still still stranded in Afghanistan. Oh. Okay. So let's see. We we left on on August 30th. So that's uh, all September, basically all September. So it's it's been 60 days. Is Is that... Am I close? It's been two months since we left Americans to die in Afghanistan. Did Joe Biden. Let's not... Forget that. And now it's 400. I thought the number was 100. The administration said it was about 100 numbers that were left in Afghanistan. 100 Americans. Now it's 400. Wait, do do I hear six? I, I am very curious to hear what we're going to hear next. I guess they're done telling us about this being the greatest airlift in history or whatever nonsense they're telling us. It is imperative not to forget. It's imperative to remember this when you go about uh, election day. We should have already gotten them out. We should have already gone back for them. And how we haven't is absolutely insane. Insane and obscene and crazy. Shame on us. Well, not us. I think you know what I mean. They put Jim Banks in Twitter jail for, well, speaking the truth. And Pete Buttigieg can't focus on the job. It's standard operating procedure out there in the world, people. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. I am test driving my second car in five days. This is happening, producer Ari. Tony... For three years, I've been hearing about this. No, 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 not, not, not in a row. On and off. Yes. Why am I to believe that this is finally the moment you're gonna do it? I've been, I've been led to believe it was almost there so many times it never happens. Honestly, and and I, I that whole inflation conversation we were just having, I absolutely believe that, and I am staring at this used car market. I am staring at this economy. And I'm staring at 
the thing that I actually believe is the single most important part of it, which can be seen as consumer confidence. But sometimes I, I, I think of it a little more broadly. How do you think we're doing? I look at that all the time. I have said before, I said this under under Trump, part of the reason that Trump worked is that people believed that things were going to be better. And belief is strong, man. It is strong as can be. And no one believes things are going to be okay. That's the problem. Uh, my, my, my wife ha- has a friend, Patty, who is spectacular. And they saw each other at Costco. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. They saw each other in Costco. What's going on? What's happening? All all the things. Started talking about what's happening all around the country, all around the area. And Patty says to my wife, it's all very unsettling. I think unsettling is exactly the word. Unsettling. That's exactly how people look at and describing what's going on. And if your future is unsettling, that's a serious issue. That is destructive. That is not business growth. That is not personal growth. That is not national growth. None of it. It's destructive, man. And so I'm looking at that. I'm looking at what's going on in those ports. Can we talk about the magnesium? The car manufacturers need magnesium. They use the magnesium. They mix it. I, I, I make the assumption with, with other metals. And uh, they, uh, they make quarter panels. They make the things that make the cars. Well, there's a magnesium shortage going on. 85% of the world's magnesium, I believe it is, comes from where? China. The United States has magnesium. So now you're going to see a rise in prices in magnesium. But it doesn't matter because we got tens of thousands of new vehicles just waiting for semiconductors, the chips, but we can't get them. And we have not heard anybody say, we are going to mobilize to start making chips right here in the United States. Maybe because it's easier said than done. But no one's even trying, at least in a public way. So if that new car market continues to be further depressed and punched in the face, drive by, drive by your, your, your local car dealership and ask yourself, are there any new cars? And the answer is, oh, hell no. So this is going to put pressure on the used car market. And the prices have already gone up. Now, some are only up a couple thousand dollars, but a couple thousand dollars can mean a great difference to somebody. Well, I expect that to rise. Interest rates right now are incredibly low, and producer Ari and I are watching, and we're, I mean, this isn't one of those full-on bets. This is more of a friendly bet. Where is this going to end up? The market has shown itself to, like, not give a good holy damn about anything. It just keeps on flying. But this inflation is real. So what happens when the interest rate goes up a full point? It would still be low on a historical basis, but it might keep you out of buying the thing on, on, on another basis. And it's an additional cost that you don't necessarily have to have. And this is why, Producer Ari, I am buying the, the, the third car now. Yeah, but again, I'll believe it when I see it. So what I, what I have had to do is I have had to say, I'm sorry, it will not be a classic. It's not going to be a classic. It's just not the time for it. I want it. 
Don't get me wrong, but I'm a responsible man, and I have a a a, a family that might need to utilize it. So I'm I'm looking at something fun. I'm looking at something all wheel drive as well. I've got a couple options uh, out there. Uh, if anybody wants to recommend a solid all wheel drive non SUV, I'm actually doing it as a car this time. I would do it sporty. Maybe I'd do a sedan. If you recommend to me a Toyota Camry, we can't be friends anymore. That's that's all I'm saying right there. Uh, really quick, uh, Congressman Jim Banks. Uh, he has been uh, on one of his accounts taken off Twitter. Jim Banks has been taken off Twitter. There's actually a great write-up about this at WIBC.com. And the reason is he tweeted about Rachel Levine. Who is Rachel Levine? Well, Rachel Levine is from Health and Human Services. And Rachel Levine was the top doctor in Pennsylvania, and Rachel Levine is transgender. Rachel Levine is a man who makes claim that that he is a woman. Go live your life, I guess. I I will say for the record, um, I, I certainly don't know what it's like to have gender dysphoria. I have absolutely no idea. And I am a believer that it is not necessarily, you know, my my job to to uh, to know. I don't have to understand. I don't even have to uh, accept it. What I have to do is let you live your life. I can't get involved there, right? But the people who who uh, buy into these things, they uh, they demand that you you uh, pay attention to it. They demand. That you that you have acceptance that you that you celebrate it. Vice President Harris tweeted out: President Biden and I released the first ever national gender strategy. This is our vision for the future of our nation, one that is bold in strategy and one that this moment calls for: the national strategy on gender equity and equality. This is where the country is. China has hypersonic missiles. And this is what our country focuses on. This is what our country leadership cares about. And you wonder why I'm worried about inflation. And now we have this man by the name of Rachel Levine in Health and Human Services and has been appointed a four-star admiral. Appointed a four-star admiral. Admiral. For what purpose? I don't know. And how do the news outlets put it? Rachel Levine, sworn in as first openly transgender four-star admiral. First of all, openly? I don't even know what to do with this with this information. Secondly, it was not earned. It was given. Given. Here you go. We made an appointment through Health and Human Services. Now, here's your title. And oh, look, you get yourself a uniform. No, I'm not okay with any of that. I think it's awful. Congressman Jim Banks tweeted out, the title of first female four-star officer gets taken by a man. That happens to be a fact. That happens to be what happened. That is true. And for that, Twitter said, sorry, you're not allowed to, to say that on Twitter. Why can't I say that on Twitter? What, what's, what's the big deal? What's the problem? 
What's the issue? I don't get it. You may not violate, or, or I should say, uh, you may not promote, according to Twitter, you may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. Now, Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, who heads up the Republican Study Committee, didn't do any of those things. Rachel Levine is a man. It is not rude to say so. Wait, hold on. Let me take that back. You may think it's rude to say so. Doesn't make it any less true. It is not harassment. Misgendering is a crime. Get out of here with that Orwellian garbage. Not buying in. As a matter of fact, aggressively pushing back. Aggressively pushing back. Taking on all comers. Let's fight. It's honest and it's clear. Now you might think, hey, just leave it be. Okay, you can have that thought. You're going to tell me I'm not allowed to communicate with others for being honest? Get bent. And of course Twitter's wrong. And of course the people are wrong who are like, that's right. Not only should Jim Banks be taken down, he should never be allowed to be on Twitter again. Now, what's worse? Calling somebody a man who is a man or determining because of what somebody says they shouldn't be allowed to speak in the public forum? Which one's worse? Because I think it's pretty clear which one is worse. Of course it's pretty clear which one is worse. Wait till we start asking ourselves this question. If, if government can decide who gets to speak in public forums, in, public, in, the, in, these, in these social media places, when's the last time we saw that? Now what? We're going to decide who gets to sit at the lunch counter? It's not the same? Wait, show me it's not the same. It is bigotry of the worst order, and we shouldn't want it. And the only way not to have it is to fight aggressively against it, to say no, to stand up to it. Notice I didn't say that Rachel Levine can't live Rachel Levine's life, nor did I say Rachel Levine can't call himself Rachel. Go right ahead. Cassius called himself Muhammad. If they want to call themselves Rachel, I say let him call himself Rachel. But don't force me to, to pretend that it's not there. Don't force me to pretend that the first woman is somebody who isn't a woman as an admiral. Don't ask me to to not notice what I notice. And how dare you say that of Congressman Banks? Of course he should be back on Twitter. But the real story here is the hateful conduct of Twitter. It's a just total lack of thinking. A total lack of caring about free speech and the value of it. Our country is focused on all the wrong things. And that's why, producer Ari, I'm buying a car. Second <laughs> test drive. Came back to that, huh? Oh, yeah. That's the full-on callback right there. Second test drive in, in, I think, three days. Oh, yeah. This is happening. I don't know what people think of it if I do get this one, but, you know, we'll see. We will see. Meanwhile, uh, President Biden is scheduled to speak. If he does, we'll bring it to you. I'm Tony Katz.
So Biden, he's playing with the trains again. You know he loves the trains. I just think it's interesting that a guy who loves trains so much doesn't like Ayn Rand. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Screw you. That's an awesome joke. That's a very, very deep cut joke. I am all about it, people. Well, he's going to be speaking as the president of the United States, trying to convince you to build back better. Build back better, everybody. But it's not. This is another, another round of trying to get the spending going. It is the belief that the more spending you get, the better. Again, we talked about how we're going to take a look at, uh, uh, you know, monetary policy, modern monetary theory, uh, how much of this this Keynesian hellscape uh, we can look into. So we're expecting the president any second. I found it interesting that Saturday Night Live decided uh, to make a little fun of the man. I thought that was pretty interesting indeed because, I mean, that just that was that was honesty. It was honesty from the people at Saturday Night Live, and I'm just not used to that in any way. But they did the cold open there for Saturday Night Live, and uh, they they had a uh, oh what's his name oh I can't believe Jason Sudeikis can't believe I just forgot Jason Sudeikis's name. They had him back playing uh, Joe Biden from when he used to play Joe Biden. So it was 2013 Joe Biden versus 2021. Joe Biden. And that was that was the the way they, you know, phrased out uh the jokes and and the hahas and 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 the teehees. And it was they actually made fun of shockingly enough they made fun of the fact that Joe Biden he likes to get rather uh Cozy with people. I've been with an ice cream cone, some aviator shapes, finger guns, you know, and see if you take a few hands. I know. Just playing two things at once. Do you believe that? Do you believe that in today's America, that kind of thing could happen? Ah, he's just the absolute worst. Meanwhile, where are you, Joe Biden? There it is. Much better. Now I think I got it. Wacky neighbor, you know? <laughs> pop in with an ice cream cone, some aviator shade, just some finger guns, you know, shake a few hands, rub a few shoulders. Oh, well. Yeah, well, you can't do that anymore. What? Which one? Rubbing shoulders or shaking hands? Clearly both. Oh, come on, man. Loosen up, buddy. Come on. Come on. What happened to us, huh? We used to be fine, right? Oh, here, let me get a whip. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because it's it's happening in our lives, and they're not acting like they don't notice it. They often like to act like they don't notice what's going on. We should notice what's going on. What I found important about this, and some people are like, ah, oh, it's Saturday Night Live. They'll never. Any crack in the armor is very important. Any honesty about the problems with Biden is very important. It opens up those floodgates. It allows honest conversation to flow. We are certainly not crazy. Everyone sees that Joe Biden ain't okay, that Joe Biden doesn't have what it takes, that Joe Biden has got serious flaws. 
And when a group like Saturday Night Live, which still holds a lot of sway over culture, show that, the better off we all are. So when people do it right, I applaud it. I always have. I'm not about to change on that. So I'm going to share with you what President Biden had to say. We will, uh, we will get into uh, it, how he's supporting his Build Back Better agenda, which is, well, a whole new thing. It's a radical amount of spending. Is he wearing a mask, too? He's just special. Special and silly. We'll get into it. Plus, Fauci has got a whole new hit he's taking. And this time it's about dogs. You, it's it's gross. I've got that story for you. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today.